ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And I used to say jokingly all the time, it's all about the pussy. Welcome, fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. Here, double record. All right. Why are we sitting in front of a camera on the same side of the table? Have we fallen madly in love and we can't even sit on the opposite sides of the table anymore? I was getting too excited. Stay tuned! Glaring into your eyes all that time. (laughs) Gazing. My eyes were just too intimidating. We had to sit on the same side of the table. We did. We we did. It's it's awkward. I don't like this. It is. What? His mic. Jesus Christ. Fucking amateurs. Seems so wiggly. This is this is this this is like uh like when you were in high school and your female your female date <laughs> or your male date your date uh made you made you sit on the same side of the table what the and f- slowly hold hands as the date yeah, goes on your hand would just get a little closer and then a little closer what like this and then like um, this? Just go, ooh hey <laughs> hi hey. all right anyway oh do we have a, yeah we have drinks out we have drinks out we got drinks out let's uh. We gotta, we gotta pour some pink pussies. No, wow! How many times are you gonna say that? Pink pussies. We gotta pour. <laughs> oh, probably too many. <laughs> I've already said it too, too many. So that doesn't look like a pink bunny. Hey, what can we do to make this pinker? <laughs> okay, motherfuckers. It, concentrated pink lemonade is different than the lemonade you get in a jug. How am I supposed to know this? <laughs> You mean from the recipe that says <laughs> beard looks a little shaggy? No, how am I supposed to know that there's any difference? Twelve ounces of this lemonade or twelve ounces of that lemonade? I just thought it was basically what this is that you buy in the fucking box is the same thing. It's the frozen thing already fucking mixed up with water. Right. So the concentrates no water. No, it's all, it's the, it's it's what you do here when you put that pink shit in a can, put water in okay, it. Okay, so but I'm saying is when you made when we make that drink, we're putting the can in, not the water to mix it. We're not mix we're not mixing the pink lemonade and adding it. You're literally just putting the concentrate in and the tonic water. Shit, it's starting. Yeah, it's starting to make sense all of a sudden. Ah, ding, ding, ding. All right, I got it. So this is 12 <laughs> ounces diluted. That's why we put more gin. The water from the tonic water is the... Okay. All right. 
til at på det Pink pussies. Pink. God damn it. <laughs> That's really not what we're trying to say. Pink pussies. bunnies. In honor of our guest. So we're going to get this before we get zoomed to our guest. Wait. Oh, yeah. We're going to drink this and rate this? Pink bunnies. Pink bunnies. Cheers. Six Let's... ounces of gin. One can, 12-ounce can of concentrated pink lemonade premix. Don't mix it. 12 ounces of tonic water. <laughs> Blend it together and boom, pink bunny. It's delicious. And you know why? <laughs> no, why? That delicious pink lemonade <laughs> I can taste. I love it. D- yeah. Yeah, it's probably better than it would have been if we did like, it the right way. Doesn't taste like a drink at all. Well, we've got sixty-four ounces, sixty-eight ounces, or something to drink. <sighs> Nonsense. All right, so what do you? Oh, there's a the gin. There's the gin. Somebody's trying to take advantage of me. What's that? We're just going to put this in a glass of ice. I feel like I'm... When the drink is in. So, what do you think? What do you give it? Well, I feel like I'm being really, really pressured into drinking a lot right now, and I'm wondering why. Because we're... I think it's... Anal rape. Yeah, well, yeah, you've mistaken it for a pink pussy, and... I know. I know you well enough to know as soon as you say pink pussy, the night is over. Yeah, pink pussy. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, what do I think of this? Don't you worry about it. I won't. I won't. What do you think about the pink bunny drink? It's not as good as the pink pussy. Because <laughs> that has a can of concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're... Wow. I don't think so. No? I, I, I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, come back to when we do our fetish. I'm going to... Uh, fetish class. Or... I'm gonna. I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go straight two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, it's just bright, bland in the middle for me. I mean it. Um. Oh, I forgot we added point six, point seven, point eight, point twelve. Point it is a. It, it's a little. My hair is terrible. Watered down ish. Yeah. So what we should have done is. Ah, not put the. Cut cut the tonic water back is what we should have done. Oops. I don't, I don't. Doesn't care. matter. I don't care. I'm kind of. Well, yeah. I was kind of already. I'm gonna give it a three-two. Probably a little overhyped for this interview and a little. So you were thinking elsewhere. Oh. You were thinking with your other head. No. 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 I mean, no. Well, I was just a little nervous. Not thinking. Is nervous. We are. Um. I mean, it's. I mean, we should be used to it. We're. I mean, we. We're only 12 episodes in, and for two of them, we've had big celebrities. I mean... Right, wait. right here are the two celebrities. Uh, I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> no. No. No, I was not talking about us. Oh. We've, uh-huh. I mean... Yeah, we shouldn't have to worry about that. Nope. No. It's only going up. They're getting bigger and bigger. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then when they get too big, we got to be like, all right, bring it back down to earth, or it's just going to be us. Oh, okay. Like our next... Interview. Cute as fuck? 
that what you're about to say? We look just both rocking our own gear, pimping, pimping, big ballers. Um, shit, Shot. t-shirt company, AlliedShirts.com. Fuck you. Excellent t-shirt company. I got a lot of compliments on this shirt today at work. There you go, Mike Schultz. Thank you very much, Wisco. Um, laser engrave. Check them out for all your engraving needs. Tell them we sent you. <laughs> Tell them you sent you. You get a nothing. Attaboy. You get nothing. You get. I, oh, sorry. I might get a th- an attaboy. You get a. Oh, sorry. You had to listen to that crap just to get. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Yeah. Um. So I say we we wrap her up because we got a big guest coming on. We got to get ready for it. Zoom, zoom, zoom meeting with. We, we, you know what I got to do? Got poop. I probably got to take a shit and redo my hair. <laughs> Well, I'll start the interview. When you're done, come out and let me know. No, that would be if it were you. I can. What time is it? What time is it? Ten to. Oh, I could shit and do my hair and be back out here with five to spare. And on Fair that enough. note, with that note, that's all we got. I don't. I don't know what. What? I don't know what I'm. How you supposed to end the video ones? It feels a little more pause it. Well, we got to end it because we got a Zoom call in. I know, but I'm like, how do you? We're done. I mean, uh-huh. we're not done, I guess. We're coming We're back. not done. We're getting going. Okay, we're coming back. Yeah. Well, not for you. See, I know things. I remember things. Um, not, not only your favorite Christmas movie. Yep. Your favorite well, movie. That's the best movie. I prefer more something like Natural Born Killer. <laughs> it speaks more my language. Yeah, all right. I don't know any human being should be drinking this much gin at one time. But I don't fine. either. There's a good chance I will not remember this it night. It will make good for the uh, next podcast. Yeah, yeah. There's just a real good chance I will not remember tonight, tomorrow morning. Okay. Well, we got the audio going. We're back on audio. So any dumb thing you say can and you will be used against you in a court of law at this point. But Well, I better watch it. I better watch it. I better, better watch yourself. I'll start up the... I don't want to... Like, I want to start up the meeting. Oh, it's 5-2. I'm going to start up the meeting because they have the waiting room there. I, I think I put the waiting room thing on. So, I'll have to let her in, I think. Our guest is in the waiting room. Is she? Yeah. Thought she'd be on time. She's on time. So This is awesome. Welcome, everyone. She's not here yet, though. Well, I have to admit her into the room. So, well, we're, we're just speaking to each other. keep the lady waiting. I was just making sure you're ready. I was born ready. I was born ready. I was born ready. Well, hello there. Oh, she's connecting. I can't hear you yet. She said that's a beautiful picture she put up. It is. It is. Hello. Well, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> How are you? Test, test, test. I can hear you. <laughs> yes. And can you hear me? Got you clear. Wonderful. Yeah. Hi. And the both of us, good? Friday night. Friday. It's a Friday night. We're hanging out with you. This is amazing. So you must be dimples in your <laughs> First try. Nailed it. Nailed you it. got it. <laughs> I know. I should have sh- I should have shaved it off for two. I see I am smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. All right, so are we uh, are we good to go? Well, yeah. How um how have you been? How's your day yeah, going? Really good. Busy, 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 busy. Oh yeah. But really good, you know. 
Yeah, I see you. I see you've got a yes. lot of stuff going on on social media with the uh, the release of the or the uh, yeah the release of the website. Yeah, so the website launched this week. Okay, it's about ninety percent there. There's a few hiccups as always. You sure, know, we yeah. expected that. And then last minute, I decided to add a blog feature. Oh, I'm calling it Deb's Den. Okay, and I'm going to write a blog uh, once a week on there and. It's funny because the guys that run my, my stuff, they're like, well, we don't want to add that until you have at least three. I've already sent them five. <laughs> and that was yesterday? Add it. I'm going to write one every day. Yeah. We're gonna, we'll, we'll release one once a week. Sure. So that I can, I want to be able to interact with people and have them. And then I can, when I post a blog, I can post it on social media and get feedback. Sure. And then when I get the feedback, that'll help me organically come up with, with the next blog, right? Because people are going to talk about certain things and then I can have ideas for the next blog. So, and you're going to just talk about whatever you want? can. That's 10 weeks. Okay. okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been really busy. So, And I'm not a writer by trade. Okay. And so for me, it's really going out of my comfort zone. Yeah. To, right? But are you enjoying it? Very much so. Okay. Yeah. Get to express it. Yeah. All your thoughts well, and whatever you want. Fun. And I just figured, you know what, I'm going to do it. And if it goes, blows up, it blows up. Whatever, you know. <laughs> At least I can say I did it. Right, That's true. exactly. <laughs> so it's Deborah's. This is, what I, this is everything that I speak about, so I kind of have to walk my talk. Right, yeah, exactly. So yeah. what exactly is the website? Where are you guys? Where are you guys located? We're in Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Betcha. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're we're about a forty five oh, minutes away from out. Green Bay. It's, no, we, it's, but it's a little bit different accent. Yeah, we don't got that. Yeah, we don't have that one. <laughs> no, I, I, it's hard, you know, that Wisconsin and Minnesota. Sure. And you know, they, there's all these little accents. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And it's they're really hard to do. They. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, Wisconsin I, has Wisconsin is like a very specific. Gab, you know, it's the, it does. I, I can't explain it, but yep. there's, there's things that you guys say that make you from Wisconsin. <laughs> Absolutely. Like just talking oh, about I'm cheese. Totally stoked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> from California. Okay, we got it. We yeah. know. Have yeah. you ever been to Wisconsin? I have not. Okay. All right. What's the big city there? Uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee's the biggest. Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee. Might yeah, Laverne and Shirley. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, both Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley are based in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Happy Days both, oh, too. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yep. And then. Marshall, gotta love him. So, why don't you um, tell us what your website is coming up? What's the name of the website? Is it just you? Deborah Driggs. Yep. Just, just her name. Th- that's just Deborah, it? Oh, Deborah okay. Driggs.com. I keep it really simple. <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, fuck. Some cute name, but no, okay, it's cute enough. Perfect. So where, let's start at the beginning of, of your story, I guess. I uh, I know when you were a kid, I, you know, I've read about the ice skating and uh, and how um, consistent you were with that. Yeah, so yes, I started out figure skating. I actually grew up thinking I was going to be an athlete. I thought okay. for sure I was going to be this, that was going to be my career, and if I didn't uh, didn't, if I wasn't successful in competition, then I, 
you know, I back then you had the Ice Follies, Holiday on Ice. Sure, yeah. Ice Capades. There were all these different ice shows in the 70s that were huge. And so I thought, well, if, it, if all else fails, I'll join the Ice Capades. And that was kind of a competitor, a competitive ice skater's mentality. It was like, if you didn't make it, if you didn't, if you didn't succeed in competition or going to the Olympics or whatever, then you'd end up doing the ice capades. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know? Like, as if that was a bad thing. Yeah, well, right. The ice were phenomenal. They were. Went to but many that, of them. But that, but that was kind of the inside joke, you know. And so I kind of had that in the back of my mind that ice skating was just always going to be a part of my life. Sure. And, and, and then when I turned 14, my parents got divorced. And that was the first time in my life that I really realized that we had no money. <laughs> That we, okay. were, that we were poor. Sure. And because, you know, it came to my attention that my mother was paying for all of my ice skating. It was her whole paycheck that was paying, oh, wow. for, paying for it. And so when they got divorced, she didn't have the money to support the ice skating. And so I was, she didn't want me to quit. We were trying right. to figure out how I could do it. But I emotionally fell apart when my parents got divorced. And ice skating was so much pressure already. So to have the pressure from the ice skating, the, the emotional... Yeah, something's got to give. Stability from a divorce. Everything just fell apart at 14. Like, I, I remember, like, that age to me is almost like a trigger. If somebody says the number 14, I'm like, oh, it's like a trigger, you know? It's sure. Because like, 14 was such a rock-bottom age for me. It was like, you know, you're eighth grade. It's an awkward age. Yeah. You're leaving grade school. You're going to high school. I was already a little bit socially awkward because I spent all my time on the ice oh, and I sure. didn't have a lot of friends. And so now I'm graduating grade school and I don't have any friends. I don't know where I'm going to high school. I'm not skating anymore. And everything was a huge change. Okay. It wasn't just one change. It sure. Was like, yeah. That's let's just give her the whole enchilada. Right. Yeah. <laughs> adding, you know, it's like mm. keep adding all these stuff post-it notes on my body type thing, you know, it's like divorce, no more ice skating, insecurity, you know, it's like teenage stuff. Yeah. It was like huge stuff. And I just, I, I, I had this, I learned very quickly to have that mechanism of like, just push it down, stiff upper lip. You know, I grew up with two Brits. My mother was born in England. Her mother was British and they were, you know, the stiff upper lip. You didn't show your emotions. It, it was like, go, you're a crybaby. I mean, all those things that, so I just learned to just stuff it down and act as if everything was okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. And I did that for many years, for, for a long time, actually. And so I just always looked like I had it all together. And I didn't, you know. And so, yeah, so that was it, 14. And then, and then my mom kind of, you know, it's, they got married really young, my parents. Okay. 19 and 22. Oh, wow. So now they get divorced and they both go crazy. <laughs> it's like there are these two single make up for what they missed. People and they're smoking pot and they're <laughs> drinking and there's parties and there's disco and the whole world is upside down in my life. You know, my yeah. whole world is upside down. And so I just saw these two adults acting like complete children. <laughs> you know, like all of a sudden I became the adult very fast. Now, are you, what, so, what, 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 for your, you had siblings? I do. I have a younger sister. We're uh, seven years apart. 
so we were in different stages. Like I, at 14, mm-hmm. going through a divorce, and she was seven going through the divorce. And it's like they're two different. Yeah. We have two, our experiences are very different. And we didn't really hang out too much at that age because I was going into high school. She was a little. Yeah. She was in second grade. Sure. So we were, but you know, but when we were little, like when I was seven and she was little or when I was 10 and she was three or four, we, we actually played a lot together and, you know, hung out and she would go skating with, with me all the time. And oh, she okay. skated also and took lessons. She just wasn't as, um, into it, you know, that sure. like I was, but yeah, no, I have a younger sister, just the two of us. And it's funny because we took a, a DNA test, I think like 10 years ago. Okay. Because she was convinced that we had different fathers. We're <laughs> very different, you know? And so but we, we have the same father. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But that's that funny, you know, Sybils do that. They, they think, uh, yeah. you can't be my brother. Like, you're yeah, right. And now you're, you know, you're on there. And now I'm just waiting for the bomb to come, you know, like what other siblings might I have out there? You know? <laughs> Who knows what my dad was doing, you know? So I'm sure I'll get that notice at some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So how did you feel the void of when you lost skating? Because oh, it seems tragic. like it was something we were very oh, passionate tragic. about. Yeah, it was. that was my life. And, you know, the, the day I put my feet on the ice, I, I think I was five years old. And I got invited to a birthday party. And so I, I get get there and I put the skates on and, you know, the rental skates are horrible. Right. And, but for some reason I got on the ice and it was like everything about it, I was home. Okay. Like I begged, I went home that night so filled with like, this is what I want to do. It was so obvious to me. And I begged my mom for ice skating lessons. So she put me in group lessons and I flew through that and then I was like I want to coach I want my own coach I want to take private lessons <laughs> I begged and begged and, and next thing you knew I was skating before school and after school and on the weekends wow yeah so yeah so it was a real bummer you know because that was my life to have it stop at 14 was I didn't I didn't know what my identity was you know mm-hmm. talk about you know when you're growing up you kind of have a sense of who you are and what your identity is and for me that was my identity and when you took it away i didn't know what was what was i going to be now and so yeah i struggled a lot with that okay it was really sad and, and i didn't have nobody nobody around me had the tools you know i know this now but at the time it just felt like nobody cared yeah but nobody had the tools to say god that must be really tough what you're going through yeah it was just like okay move on you know <laughs> and so that's what I did, really. And yeah. so I got to high school. I had to go live with my dad. And I didn't really have a relationship with my dad because he was never around. And now my mom is broke, living with her brother, and I had nowhere to live. And I didn't know where I was going to go to high school. So my dad stepped in and kind of set me up in an apartment, so to speak, oh, in okay. high school. Because he was never around. He worked twilight shift, and then he'd go out, and he had his own life. Sure. So I kind of lived by myself. Oh, okay. And grew up really quick. You do grow up fast, don't you, when you have to fend for yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I realized really early on that he was not going to be a provider. 
he was not going to be a parent. Hmm. You know, I couldn't ask him for anything. So I just got a job. Okay. And started working really at a young age and making money so I could buy clothes and school supplies and whatever I needed. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. It's so much pressure. And, you know. How long did you carry that pressure around for you, with you? I worked all through high school. I barely graduated high school because I found that I enjoyed working more than I did going to school. <laughs> and I liked the feeling of having money all the time. And I also, you know, I bought my car when I turned 16. I bought a, a you know, a used Datsun. You know, it didn't even have carpet. <laughs> it was just a big... Typical teen first car. <laughs> yeah, right? He's a junk, you know, car that I bought for $1,500. But I, I bought it, and guess what? I drove that car until I totaled it when I was a senior. Oh. But, you know, those were the things that I did. You know, I just, I wanted a car, so I worked. I wanted yep. clothes, so I worked. And and when I was 18, I turned 18 my senior year. Okay. I barely went to school. Because I knew I had to go to work at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I worked at a drugstore. And so I, my hours were 2 after school until closing. So it was like, so it was kind of full time. Okay. And, and so because of that, I would go surfing in the morning and maybe go to a couple classes. <laughs> so my senior <laughs> the year The fun ones. Sounds a lot like my time. senior year. <laughs> yeah. Caught up with me because now... They're telling me you can't graduate. And I was like, what do you mean I can't graduate? Well, you don't go to school. You have to go to school to graduate. And so the one teacher that was kind of holding me back, I never went to his class. And so I went and talked to him and I said, hey, could you just give me a D minus? So I don't have to come back. You don't have to deal with me anymore. I've never been to this class. How can I give you a D minus? You're fail. And I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? Give me a project. I'll do it. And then give me a D minus. And so he did. He gave me oh, a project. Wow. I went. I did it. I turned it in. He gave me D minus. I mean, I should have never graduated high school. But yeah. you didn't want to. So but was, you wanted you know, it. Just me hustling. And I just said, I don't want to be in L.A. I don't want to be in this area. I'm moving to Orange County. I want to go to college. You've got to let me graduate. Yeah. And I literally talked my way into graduation because <laughs> he was like you've never been to my class like, why would i let you graduate oh I yeah. said, well you don't want to see me back here right right, right. well yes. good for you, you good to, for you. you want me to move on believe me you don't want me back here exactly that's what no. i was that's what i was told to <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. So, yeah you want to help me move, move ahead right. and so but the problem was is so i graduate i have a really bad grade point average and I tried out for song leading at the college I was going to go to, the junior college in Mission Viejo. And I made the squad, but she called me into her office and she said, you can't be on the squad. And I was like, why? And she's like, your grades are terrible. You don't oh, no. have the grade point average. I can't allow you to be on the squad. I mean, you have like a D average. <laughs> and I said, well, that's because I didn't like my high school. Right. You know, and I didn't like it. I wasn't, nobody there cared what I did. I said, but I will do really well. I said, put me on probation. And she was like, what? And I was like, put me on probation. If I don't have good grades the first semester, if I don't show you that I have a 3.0, kick me off. 
And sure enough, that first semester, I made the dean's list. Motivation. So, you know, it's just all I needed was somebody like her to say, give you a chance. Acceptable. Yeah. And then I lived up to those expectations. You know, when you don't have anybody in your life to guide you or mm-hmm. to tell you these are the standards. And that's what I needed. I really needed somebody in my, because I was, I was used to that with my coaches. Oh, sure. My yeah. ice skating coaches. Yeah. And I was so used to them always setting the bar. This is where we're going. This is what you need to do. And when I didn't have that, I just didn't do it. So not to. And then now I have this woman, she comes into my life and she's like, this isn't acceptable. This is where you need to be. And that's where I went. So not to completely change the subject, but I just caught a flash of the of the new tattoo. <laughs> and being a, a tattoo aficionado, I uh, I appreciated yeah, the the tattoo I dance. I finally joined the tattoo. I'm trying to. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard sometimes to get them in the right yeah the right spot. Hold on, let me move my jewelry. There you go. Very nice. Yeah. So that's your first one. My first one. Nice. Good for you. I mean, it's like. There it is. You can kind of see. I can, yeah. So, but you were um, you were very happy girl, about it. <laughs> the girl that does these tattoos, blueprints, they're one they're one of a kind. So, she, so oh. for example, if somebody says, "I want that tattoo," yeah, she won't do it. She won't do it again. So, she oh does wow, a whole okay. prayer for this tattoo, and then we talk. We talked back and forth, texted back and forth. And she said, what is your intention? What do you want this tattoo to represent? And oh, then before okay. she started, we did. All, she let me have time to do an intention. So it's on my left arm because our left is feminine. Okay. Our right is masculine. And we both, we, everybody has both. But So I wanted to embrace my feminine. And um, it's really a symbol of letting go of the past. Oh, okay. So okay. To what is, really. Okay. That's beautiful. And because, I, and because I really wanted to get a tattoo, and I've been wanting to get one for so long, I wanted to make sure that every time I looked at it, it represented something to me that, that reminded me of the path that I'm on. Absolutely. And also it has, I don't know if you can see, there's three dots. Okay. In each of these, in each of the, it's so hard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but there's three dots, and those Three dots represent my kids. Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I suppose yeah, so early yeah, in your... Um, you know, now I want another one. Yeah, that's what they tell you. Yep, it's true. The rumors are true. You get one and... Yeah. I'm they... like, oh, maybe I want one on the back of my neck. Yeah. I want one on my finger now. <laughs> <laughs> Planning them all out. My... Well, they're so cool, you know. It's like I look at it and I'm like, oh, wow, I have a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. So was there a whole period when you were... Again, we're jumping over, but all over the place. Getting, in, okay. <laughs> getting into the modeling that you couldn't get a tattoo because you felt people weren't going to hire you because your body was you had flawed. to cover it up. Not flawed, uh, but well, you know what you know what I mean. Good, you had to be clean. Actually, that's a, actually a really good question because I started modeling in 1984, and I did mostly really conservative catalog and you know, the girl next door look. Sure. And so no tattoos. Okay. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I, it was a very, it was a different time. Right. And as a matter of fact, I talk about this a lot. You know, when I, when I go in for swimsuit auditions, they always had you 
wear a bathing suit because they wanted to see your whole body and that's what they were looking for. They were looking for tattoos, scars, oh, birthmarks, okay. okay. piercings, any, you know, because that wasn't, you weren't going to get hired. Wow. It's just the way, that's just the way it was in the eighties today. Yeah, everything, sure. Every, anything goes. Yeah, today. everything goes now. You know, yeah. but back then that was, that was not, you were not getting tattoos. And if you were, you weren't doing the kind of modeling I was doing. Sure. Yep. Yep. You so, know, and the model, the, the big high fashion models, if they got a tattoo, they usually got it like a wool on their wrist or behind their hair, you know, so you couldn't yeah. see it. Or, or, or just white ink. I've seen the white ink tattoos as well, so that you yeah. can barely see them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a different time. And I didn't even think about getting tattoos when I was, when I was doing modeling and stuff back in the day. Sure. And what age were you when you started? Madeline. I was tw- 20 years old. Okay. I, I went to Japan to dance. I oh, was a wow. professional cheerleader for one season of the USFL. Um, I cheered for the LA Express. Okay. And one of the girls that I cheered with on that squad, she and I got invited to go dance in Japan. Oh, wow. That was a big thing back then. They'd bring over the American girls and the dancers, and we would dance in these clubs, and they loved this. I mean, it was huge. And they paid really well. And so she called me. She's like, hey, do you want to go with me? Because I need, they, they, she was just going to go by herself. And she's like, no, they want me to bring another dancer. And I was like, I'm going. <laughs> so while I was in Japan, I had a company, a, a, an agent, producer, whatever you want to call it. This was my first experience. But he came up and he said, I'd like to use you in this commercial here in Japan and they told me what they wanted to pay and I said okay well I was worried you know is this real yeah but it was totally real I showed up there was a full set director, everything and basically they put me in a poodle skirt and a black wig and they had me dancing around like a go-go dancer and that was my first commercial modeling job oh wow interesting and I had never done anything like that before and so when I came back to the U.S. I told everybody, I'm going to model. I'm going to do commercials. And they were like, what? <laughs> and the pushback was unbelievable. You know, because everybody was like, Dad, models are 5'10". And you know how hard it is to break into that business? Everybody wants to be an actress. Right. It's so hard. The chances are slim. You know, I mean, everybody in my life told me every reason why I couldn't do it. Sure. And I just, that just fueled my fire even more. I was like, okay, well, watch. Yeah. And so I had enough money saved up from my work in Japan that I put myself through this commercial workshop in LA. And it was pretty famous in the, in the 80s. It was called Tepergalegos. And it was like a six to eight week. You went three times a week. And on the very last night, they brought in agents in LA and they gave you a script. And you had a few minutes to prepare this commercial. And then they had a set and you just stand up and do your commercial as if you were on an audition. Oh, wow. Good experience. And yeah. at the end of the night, I had three different agents approach me and they all wanted to sign me. And I thought, okay, I'm on the right track. And I was really young. I mean, I was like 22. By then, okay. But it was really, but I was also 
really young looking too. I looked 15 at 22. I didn't oh. look my age. Okay. And so, so I did really well. I, I booked. I, I would imagine that of, sparked those agents to say we have a, uh, you know, an area for that, for the younger looking. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I, I did really well because I looked really young. So I would book things. I would book things that they would want a 15 year old to do. Oh, okay. Sure. You know, because I, I had a really youthful look. So I, I did really well. And then, so I signed with Pacific Artists. That was my first agency. Okay. And Now, are the yeah. agents, of what you hear, are these sleazy agents and things, or are they pretty nice, even back well, in the I 80s? Didn't have that, I didn't have that experience. Good, good. Because I lucked out. I, there are, okay, so I had that experience with managers. Ah, <laughs> okay. So the agencies were all pretty legit. I was with Max. I was with Mary Webb Davis. I was with... Uh, uh, Pacific artists. I was with a uh, style agency and Kathy Clark. I mean, I had so many different agencies, and the agencies were all legitimate. It was when I got approached by managers. Oh, okay. That that's where mm. you had to be really careful because you had these guys that would talk the big talk. Mm-hmm. I can make you a star, and yeah, yeah. And so that that I had a couple of, ex- of experiences with sleazy manager type guys. And, but I ended up with a really great manager, Good. Mark Dower, and he ended up being my manager. He represented me and uh, uh, Jimmy Woods and um, John O'Hurley. Okay. And, you know, he, there was, there were, um, I'm trying to think of her name. She was a really famous soap opera actress. Oh, God, I'm totally spacing. But anyway, what's funny about it mm-hmm. is she and I, worked on a TV show together called Rags to Riches. Oh. In the early 80s, it was a yes. TV show called Rags to Riches, and we worked on that show, and we were beauty contest, beauty contest contestants or whatever, beauty contest. There was something about beauty pageant and beauty sure, contest, sure. contestants for it or something. So then cut to, now we have the same manager. Oh, wow. And I'm like, hey, I worked with you like five years ago, you know. So it was really, and I can't, I, Deloria, Anna Marie Deloria, I don't know, anyway, sure. she was on All My Children for years, oh. she actually married John O'Hurley, oh. I think that's how they ended up having the same manager, oh. yeah, so, oh. you know, you know, it's, when you, it's really hard when you, I don't, I don't have anybody in the entertainment business, there's no nepotism for me, Sure. I, everything I learned, I learned on my own. And it was either an easy way or a hard way. You know, I, I made a lot of mistakes. I had to learn the politics of the business and and the fact that it's show business. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when you're really young and you're doing you're you're booking all these commercials and you're booking print jobs and and you know, you don't I wasn't thinking of it as a business. I was a kid. Right, yeah. And it really is a business. I so, bet. You know, and then as you get older, you realize, oh, you know, I was a kid, so it's okay. You know, I made we all make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what prompted you to, to do Playboy? So that's interesting. You know, I didn't really ever aspire to be in the magazine. I knew of the magazine because sure. everybody in the world was <laughs> right. the number one magazine in the world in 1989. Yeah. And my agent called me and said that Playboy was coming out with a book called the Lingerie Book. And that they were interested in maybe me doing the cover. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And so, you know, my first question was, well, is there any nudity? And do you think I should do this? Because, you know, I had a really, I had a couple of, like, I was doing, like, you know, when you open the Sunday paper and you have the, the department stores and yeah, you know, sure. the girls going. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I did that kind of work. I was a catalog girl. Sure. And I also was working on a show called The Fashion Channel. I was the model. This is before QVC and HSN. There was a show called The Fashion Channel. And I was the model on that. So I was doing a lot of conservative stuff. So I said, is there any nudity? And she said, I don't think so. It's for the cover. So I went to the famous building on Sunset. Okay. I walked in. It's pretty intimidating because it's a big, you know, there's, it's a big presence. It used to be a really big presence on Sunset Boulevard. You know, it's not there anymore. But oh, it's not. Okay. The Playboy building. And so I go and I sign in and they tell me to take off all my clothes and put a robe on. And they'll call me to take me back to do a Polaroid. So I go in, I take everything off except my undergarments, and I go in the studio when they call my name to do the to do the Polaroid. And I have all my undergarments. The photographer's like, "We need to see your body." I said, "Well, I'm not here for that. I'm here for the lingerie book." And he's like, "Well, everything we do has partial nudity. Like, we need to see your body." And like I said previously. They're looking for birthmark. They're, they're, yeah. they're looking for things if they have to work around that kind of a situation if you have a birthmark tattoo. So I didn't take anything off and I left and I kind of threw my hands up like they're not going to hire me. Right. And I got home that afternoon and I had a call that they want to test me to be a centerfold. Oh. And I literally dropped the phone. This is back in the day when we had to press a button. Sure. <laughs> Because a lot of people listening don't know what I'm talking right, about. Right. So, yes, we used to have to go home. You had to wait till you got home. To get <laughs> That's right. That's and, the truth. And so I got home and I had a message and I literally dropped the phone. I, I said, I think you're making a mistake. I think you're confusing me with somebody else that was at the audition. I called my agent and I said, I got a message that they want to test me to be a centerfold. And she's like, it's true. They do. Okay. Wow. You made a good so impression. We had to have this whole discussion because I didn't know if that was the direction that I wanted to go in my career. And so we had to have this whole discussion. It was a big deal for me. I bet. Yeah, because you had kind of already I thought about it. Living in LA, I already had agents. A lot of the girls that come to LA to shoot Playboy, they've never had an agent. Right, yeah. This is their, they've landed the big gig with Playboy. Yep. And I really found out, you know, when I when I started shooting my centerfold, I was in the in the makeup room with a makeup artist, and she said, "You know, Dad, they get over a thousand submissions a day from girls wow. all over the world that are sending photos. That just their whole their whole life is about being in Playboy." Yeah. And I was like, "Wow!" Like I just really kind of took it for granted because it wasn't something I aspired to do. And it wasn't, it wasn't, really wasn't on my radar. And so I felt really like I, today I'm just super grateful, yeah. you know, that, oh my God, I'm part of that history. And then cut two, Donald Trump is on the cover of my <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Um, like it's like collector's item now. Yeah, it's, it's big. Yes. How, how many of them do you so, have hiding in your attic? I mean, how incredible is that? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, so it's just so amazing how the universe works. Yeah. So, you, do you have any of them hiding in your attic that maybe you? Uh... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I have a whole collection of them. As a matter of fact, when he became president, I went online 
and I bought like 50 copies. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting because now I go, like, I'm on eBay. I'm bidding for one right now. <laughs> I just looked at the last price I saw. It was going for almost $200. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So I'm in this bid on eBay. Where <laughs> well, I know at one time I, I had that issue at one time, and I know I donated my whole my whole collection. <laughs> yeah. Oh, idiot. <laughs> well, that's what you do when you get married. Uh, well, by the way, I did the same thing. I moved quite a few times in my marriage, and yeah. I had the whole collection because when you become a playmate, you get Playboy for the rest of your life. Okay. Oh. <laughs> free, free subscription. So I would get the magazine every month, and I had these cases, really nice cases, that sure. I kept them all in. And I think I did the same thing, like I gave them away. Yeah. And now I'm kicking myself because who knew that we were going to go online and right. everything was going to go digital. And it's just such a crazy world, you know. I mean, when I did Playboy, there was no internet. Right. Right. Yeah. You couldn't Google anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. Going. So, going, so surprise. Yeah. Going to get know, this month's Playboy 10, was a. Uh... 20 years later, I'm all over the internet. I'm like, what the heck? Oh, my God. <laughs> So it's like a resurgence yeah. for you, once you know the inter- a resurgence for you. Yeah, it was because all of a sudden, you know, I had pages. Yeah, they're not official, but I mean, there were all these Deborah Driggs pages, and I was like, "What is going on? <laughs> Why am I all over the internet?" Yeah. yeah. So, so it took me. I had to hire people, and I have a whole team. Like I had to hire people to like get my name and make sure I own it and oh it was yeah like a whole process because there's people that like go on and they buy all these right yeah deboradriggs.com you know and so thank god I was able to get all that nice. early enough yeah. so before we yeah. um skip it um what was the final deciding factor to do playboy when you were thinking about it you already kind of decided you weren't going to when you went in for the cover and then now you're now I'm shooting a centerfold. Now you're you know, now you're there. The exciting factor was really curiosity. I I literally was like, I could be a centerfold in Playboy magazine, and it was very surreal to imagine okay. that or to think about that. And then when I started really learning about the whole history and and you know back then there was no Google, right? You know, I right. Had to really, I had to really research the whole magazine and what it represented and. And then I became really intrigued. And then, you know, I, the more, you know, I discussed it with people in my life, the consensus was you have to do it. It's the number one magazine in the world. It's so sexy. Yeah, it's a it's a hard opportunity to pass up. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was really tough to pass up. Yeah. And so I thought, and by the way, I was older. I was 25 when I shot my centerfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose a lot of... Came, I think it came out when I was 26. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was older for Playboy. The girls are 18, 19 when they do it. I bet. So I was like in the PTA. So <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I looked really young, so... Sure. Yeah, and you had the girl next door look. I actually looked. looked older in my issue than what I looked, because people didn't... I wasn't recognizable from my centerfold, because people would say, that's you? Because I, I look so much younger in person. Um, so in the shoot, did you have any say in what you wore? Um, I did. Poses, settings? I did. Okay. I had, I had a lot of say in that. They asked me, what kind of, what, how do you see this? And they, they wanted me to describe. And I was like, well, you know, I just saw this movie. 
Okay. And I really was into the, the set decor of this movie called Dangerous Liaisons with Michelle Pfeiffer and Glenn Coe. Sure, I remember. And John Malkovich, yeah. And it was all this French themed and I just loved the set. And I said, I would love to do something like that where it's very French themed and, and you know, and they loved it too. Okay. So that's, that's, and we did it. And they're open to that. Yeah, I was wondering that yeah. if it was just, okay, the photographer is the one that, came up with it all and the girls just went with the with the flow but no that's good to no, hear no sometimes sometimes you know they they already have it in mind what they want to do mm-hmm. and but i had such a visual and and i literally handed it to them so they liked it they liked the idea it turned out said, wonderful you know, it would have been too typical for me to do the la surfer girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah even though that's kind of what i was yeah. You know, but I thought, no, let's do something completely, completely different. So, okay. so from when did the, uh, when did the hot pink book come into existence? So I, um, so it's really interesting. I was married and I used to say jokingly all the time, it's all about the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say that jokingly. To my husband, to my friends, and so, you know, it's all about the pussy. Right? <laughs> everything, like everything we talk about, yeah. it's all about the Comes back to the, yes. It revolves around, Guys yes. Are constantly, that's all they're thinking about. And then women, we're obsessed with everything that goes on and grooming and everything. And so it was kind of, it was a joke. And I wanted to make a book with a cat on the cover. It's all about pussy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so when you opened the book and then you saw that it was all about the vagina, <laughs> it would be like this really kind of fun, shocking coffee table book. Right. And so, and it, and I had all these like funny ideas for it. And so when we, I wrote the treatment for it, and we went to all the publishers. I mean, all of them. Uh-huh. And they all turned. They all turned me down. They said, "There's no way anybody will buy this book." And so then they said, "Why don't you write a grooming book?" Okay. Oh. And I was like, oh, God, that's so boring. But okay. On the surface, yeah, it sounds they, boring. They are now kind of pushing me in a direction. And I'm young, and so I take that. So we end sure. up writing this grooming book that's so, <laughs> like, it puts you to sleep. You know, razor. Yeah. You know, soap up the area. Shave away. You know? I mean, it was just, like, ridiculous concept. But that was um, your first book? So it took away from what I visually, like, I thought I'm... I saw it as a funny book. Yeah, sure. And so yesterday I'm driving and I was like, you know, I should post about that book I wrote. Right. And and so cut to this morning I wake up and a fan had sent me the article that I posted today. Oh, okay. Or, you know, the question. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Mind. And I was like, oh, I definitely have to post this because... This was on my mind, and I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make this coffee table book now. Yeah. Regardless, because I think it's so funny to have it, have, <laughs> be, have there be quotes, have a picture of pussy galore from the James Bond movie. Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. That, that to me was what was interesting. It was like, there's so many times, that, and I don't like when people use the word like, oh, he's a pussy. I don't like that. Yeah. You know, so I'm always like, no, it's all about the pussy, and I, I like that. There's so much to talk about when you actually open up the subject, or people go, "Yeah, it is actually. It is all about the pussy, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Can't get, can't get away from it. It really is. Like, 
people will do anything for it. That's, <laughs> you know. Well, like, yep, so, can't deny it. So, <laughs> yeah. So right? I think it's a fun coffee table book. And I guarantee if you have that on your coffee table and somebody comes over and they open it up, they're like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. <laughs> that they, yes. So you can get the hard copy still? Because we looked a while ago. And the download week wasn't available, but I was able to f- download the pages. To, to, yeah, so I do have it. Can, it's only an ebook. Okay. And, and a, you know, and then by the way, so we finally do the grooming book. Okay. We go back to the publishers, and now they're telling us nobody in the Midwest is going to buy this book. Because they like, don't groom. So my the girl that I wrote it with, that we were going to do this project together. She said, you know what? I'm just going to make it an ebook and let's just do a test and see if it sells on ebook. Sure. This is back in 2002. And so it became an ebook and guess where all of our sales <laughs> came from? The Midwest. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like, These publishers, <laughs> what? Are you? Kidding? They're the experts, right? <laughs> they seriously had it all wrong because all the orders were coming from these small towns. These women loved it. They were like, oh, my God. Well, there was, by the way, there's nothing really out there. There wasn't, you know? no. I mean, now right. you've got Gwyneth Paltrow with Goop. You know, Goop, <laughs> they talk about vibrators. They talk about yeah. any, everything that has to do with the vagina, the pussy. I mean, everything. Yeah. Right. But, you've got, but back when I was doing that, there was nothing that on this subject. And I went, we went to every bookstore. We we went to, you know, this is before the internet when we started this project. So we went to every bookstore. We went everywhere looking to see what was available. Funny and not funny. You know, right. Both, you know, and there wasn't really a lot available. So, you know, and like we quoted Kim Cattrall from Sex and the City when she said, it's just as important as the shoes you wear. <laughs> you know, what you're doing down there. And, and then... Even in the movie, recently, the last Sex in the City 2 movie, when mm-hmm. she references uh, Cynthia Nixon hadn't waxed in like a year, she's like, honey, I wouldn't be caught dead like that. I could be in prison and not have that situation. <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's, like it's, it's, it's still a topic. It's still a thing. You know? and, it's just more know, freely talked so about. That's why I thought it's very funny and it would be a fun book to have. Quota- all of the past quotations and yeah. references to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I do have one area. Go ahead. Reading the book. Yes. W- um, <laughs> what is the merry month of May? Well, I know what it is, but what, was that an actual activity or something that you? It said yearly in the in in the hot pink book. Yeah, it said. Oh, I'd have to go back and, and look now. I haven't I haven't looked at that book in. There was like a link that you could link, you could touch. I, I think it was a, um, so there's all the, what, what, what chapter is it in? That I'm not sure, but I can find so, out. So there, it might have been the name of, so you could go into places and say, I want the landing strip or oh. I want the, uh, you could have emblems. It's, yeah. so, no. You know, women would go and they'd have like a Mercedes emblem. That's fantastic. Wax down there, and you, I mean, it was just like amazing. All the people, all the different people that we interviewed. Well, he's looking for that. So yeah. So you went from you went from Playboy to Hollywood, then, and. Uh, well, I was in Hollywood, so I went from Playboy to now really meeting. I was in proximity of a lot of people. You know, especially yeah. up at the mansion. Sure. It was a 
celebrity who's who, you know, not just for the parties, but I mean, I went up every Sunday night for movie night and yeah. so you were, I was surrounded by producers and writers. And so, you know, I was networking now with a whole different group of people and people were calling me in now for things that normally I probably wouldn't have been called in for, but I was being brought in for everything because I was the, the yeah. girl. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I was on the cover the following month. Yeah. Centerfold. And so I had this little momentum going and now everybody's interested. Sure. Wanting, wanting to meet me. So do you, uh, oh, did you find it? I did. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, you want to know, um, I did, I skipped by what chapter it was. I didn't look. I was trying to find I what. I love that you read the book. I, 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 I did go through it. I haven't read it. I, have, I haven't read it in 20 years. What? I did. I, I was going through it. But I it was it. since... So, nine... it's so it's so interesting. I think we do reference like Pussy Galore and stuff like that in there. But it's the merry month of May since 1998. Yeah. May has been National Masturbation Month. During which <laughs> eager beaver... That... Eager beavers That's participate it. in a masturbation-a-thon. <laughs> All right. And that's where it was. The pledge drives benefits women's organization and promotes sexual health. And then it has a link, you know, for the details of the year's event, click here. So I didn't know if it was something it was something you used to hold. <laughs> There's the book. Okay. I think I rewrote, but that's the book. So yep. that. so it's, Well, it's it's fun. Back in the day, that's what you would get. You'd put it in your computer. Yeah. And, sure. and you could read the book. How crazy is that? Right. right. There's people out there going, what is that? <laughs> That's a CD. Yeah, right. I know. DVD. DVD. Yeah, I know. They're going you away. People hold on to that. That's a collector's. That is a collector's. <laughs> so when you're... I, you're... I, I had an interview. This is funny. I had an interview like, I don't know, two months ago. And I used the word Rolodex. <laughs> and, it, and it was so funny because the the... The gentleman that was interviewing me, he's like, a lot of people don't know what that is. Right, they don't. Let me explain what that is. (laughs) You know how you have on your phone that thing? Yep. That's called a Right, right. Yeah, we actually yeah had to write that stuff down. I don't think you can even get those anymore. There's just so many things like that, right? Like you know, more and more every day. People don't. People will never know what what we're saying, what it means. I know. I know. I'm raising a six-year-old, and I can. uh, yeah, there's going to be so much that she's not going to get. It's crazy. Yeah. So do you have do you have a you got a, a favorite uh, co-star in some of your your movies or somebody who you really enjoyed filming with or? Um, this is going to be really cool, but I got to work with Nick Castavetes. Okay. Yep. In a movie in a movie called Together. Okay. How was he? He was the he was the lead in the movie. I had auditioned for the lead part. I didn't get it. And they asked me if I would take a small part, and I did. Sure. So I played the beach babe <laughs> um, typecast, you know. But, I, I you know, I, I why not? I, and right. Looking back, I'm like, I got to work with Nick Cassavetes. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. So he was super cool. He was a really nice guy. Okay, legend. Um, total legend. Mm-hmm. Total legend. I mean, the notebook, hello. Yeah. Um. And who else did I get to work with that I really... I, I, I worked with Mickey Rourke in a commercial for Suntory Whiskey for Japan. Oh, okay. Okay. And that was really cool because that was in... Ni- that was before Playboy. Oh, wow. B- BP, before Playboy. <laughs> um, and, you know, 
I that was one of my really first big jobs where I, sh- I I went to the audition and I got hired last minute. They were replacing me with the the French actress who's actually in the commercial. Oh, okay. So they needed like a stand-in for her because she had to go back to France. I don't remember the story, and I mm-hmm. could be telling it completely wrong. It happened <laughs> in 1988. Yeah, that'll happen. So this is my my recollection is they brought me in for the audition, and because I looked the closest to her look, I got hired to fill in the spots that she didn't do for the commercial because she's the she's actually the one in the commercial, and I'm talking about the actress who's in the movie Breathless with Richard Gere. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. I know where she is. I can see it. Yeah. So, so I show up to the set and they took me to a trailer and they said, the producer's going to come by and introduce himself and tell you a little bit about what you're going to be doing. And then we'll take you over to meet Mr. Rourke. And I said, oh, who's Mr. Rourke? And they said, (laughs) Mickey Rourke. And I went, Mickey Rourke, like in nine and a half weeks, Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke, yeah. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, Mickey Rourke, <laughs> diner, Mickey Rourke, and they're like, yeah, and I'm like, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke, and they're like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, I'll be right back, and I go to, I had a Chevy Blazer, and I had a car phone, okay, for those of you that oh, don't wow. know what that is, that was a big black thing Huge. that was attached to your car, and you'd have to turn the car on to use it, yep. and so I had a car phone. And I went to my car and I called my roommates and I'm like, oh my God, I'm on the set at Universal and guess who I'm working with? They're like, who? I'm like, Mickey Rourke! They're like, what? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And this is like, you couldn't take a photo back then with with a Oh yes, you're right. I didn't have my camera. So I'm like, yeah, oh my God. I'm like, oh, what to do? And they're like, oh my God. And we're like yelling, (laughs) <laughs> and so and so I barely talked to him. I was so intimidated. I was like, I can't believe I'm on the set right now with Mickey Work. I think I just watched nine and a half weeks. He he was like, big in eighty eight. He was really big. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Huge. So I was super intimidated by my surroundings. And I remember they had, you know, like they always have director chairs with your name on the back. Sure. Roar. Um and I'm like sitting there and I won't even look at him. He's like talking to me and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, like a, I'm a total kid. He was married to a woman named, he said, oh, my wife's name is Deborah. He was married to Deborah Fury. Okay. Oh. And so I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> like I cut, cut out. I was so intimidated. You know, yeah. He was huge. Cut to. Yeah. In 2000. 14-ish. Okay. There's a store in Beverly Hills where men can get shirts made and have them monogrammed and they're like custom button shirts. Beautiful, okay. beautiful place. Small, small boutique on Beverly Drive. And I'm in there with my son. I'm buying my son some custom shirts. And Mickey works in the store. <laughs> and I went up to him and I said, I cannot believe this. I said, you're not going to remember me. Uh-huh. I said, but I did a commercial with you. I think it was 87 or 88 for Sun Prairie Whiskey. He's like, oh, my God. That's crazy. And he's like, I kind of vaguely remember <laughs> so much. Like, yeah. that, that's not going to be on his radar. He's had some rough years, too. Like, so <laughs> I don't expect you to remember this, but I actually worked with you on this commercial and 
he's like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Right. And, you know, he's totally different now. He looks different now, but. He does. But, and now I don't care. You know, now I go up to anybody and, yeah. you know. Right. But when I was a kid, I was a baby. I was like 24, 25. I don't know. I was like, I was. And so when you got home, you were, you were, you were, your face wasn't in the commercial. No, so you, hey, that's me, and everyone's like, sure it is. <laughs> that's yeah, it's me holding an umbrella. It's me, my body. Okay. Face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's you know, but that that's okay. I got paid yeah. really well to do that. It didn't matter to me. You mad make your arc. It was experience, of, you know, really keeping it together. That that job was all about keep it together, Deb. Keep it together. <laughs> right. Hold it together. <laughs> try to try to put a sentence together. <laughs> Not so easy. And that was that was before Playboy. So you got that before that was, Playboy. Oh, yeah, that was before Playboy. Okay. So, you know, then, you know, you have to understand, like, so when I did Playboy and I started getting all these accolades and everybody wanting to meet me, I was in a little different place. I had, I was a little, feeling a little more comfortable sure. in the skin and I'd worked with Mickey Rourke. And so, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I had met Charlie Sheen and Sean Penn and I was hanging around with a lot of different groups. Okay. So I... Any um, secret dating you did with these stars? Did you date any of them? I did. Yeah. I dated a whole bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so you got some some dirt here. Well, not dirt, but I don't have any dirt. You know that wouldn't be fair to do to anybody. I would be bummed if somebody did that to me. No, but any names that we'd be but, that we people wouldn't know about. That, yeah, I mean, I dated Sean Penn. I dated Jack Wagner. I dated, you know. Okay. Charlie, I, I didn't really go on a date with Charlie Sheen, but I went to a party at his house. I have a, I have a very funny story about Charlie Sheen, but again, I can't. <laughs> You're right. It's like it just you can't <laughs> you can't dish because it's just not it's bad karma, man. Sure. I could just imagine the minute my book comes out, all these people going, "Well, did you hear what Deborah, you? <laughs> Deborah did such as you know. I feel so sorry for anybody that wants to run for office today. Oh yeah, it's impossible. It's such a different world." You, now they bring stuff out that you did in high school. My God, if yeah. you did that to me, right? The stuff I did in high school was yeah. crazy. I would be embarrassed yeah. to have that. I really would. I mean, I was I was a party girl in high school. I I'm with you. Thank thank goodness they so, didn't have cell phones back then. So all that stuff no. would come out, and it's like that's just terrible. That that has to, it has to be that way. Agreed. Yeah. We couldn't be kids in high school and be crazy, and then want to run for office 20 right. years later and you can't because some guy's going to come out and talk about something I did that was, you know, yeah. maybe happened or maybe didn't. That we all did. Yeah, that we all, and yeah. It's really, it, you know, we're, 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 it's, we're doing a real disservice because there's so many great people that would probably love to run for office but won't do it because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they would do a great job. don't want to have anything like that brought up. And so, yeah, no, and so, you know, and then of course, you know, I'm married an Olympic gold medalist. You know, I married somebody who was an actor and who was in the Olympics. And okay, you know, I'm just not. I, you know, it's like if my book helps somebody, if my website helps somebody, if right. something I say on the internet resonates with somebody, or somebody goes, "Well, that's kind of cool. I want to follow that," then that's cool. That's, yeah, exactly. That's, Very cool. That's you know, and it's what's really fun is that there's a few playmates. You know, always. Once a playmate, always a playmate type thing. And yeah. There's a few playmates that are doing their own podcasts, and I'm going to be a guest on um, 
Echo Johnson and Karina Harney are doing a show. Okay. And they're interviewing all the butlers that worked at the mansion. Oh, no. Nice. The, the drivers, the playmates. It's going to be like this whole like talk about life at the, everything, yeah. Everything Playboy, basically. Oh, that's and awesome. That's a great new angle. You know, how, how it was when we were all hanging out. Yeah. So on Sunday night up at the mansion for movie night. That's that, I, that was that's that, legendary. So she, she just emailed me and said, I want you to be on the show. And it's so like, I love that we have this platform now to do that. Yeah. Right. Everybody can create their own content and put out there what they, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and you know, as you know, I'm co-hosting now. I did I see that. Yeah. On someone's show. And then he put out the next day he put out, I'm looking for a co-host. Okay. And I went, hey, what about me? <laughs> and he's like, really? Like, okay. I'm only, I'm only slightly bummed. I couldn't have tried the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw I you on a. I could co-host on a hundred shows. I saw you I on a podcast. Right? Yeah, you can be everywhere. Yeah. I saw you on a, on a podcast with Frankie McDonald, and I just had to. I, I, I love the guy. How 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 was that? I didn't get to watch much of it. I just saw he was on with you. <laughs> oh my god! And by the way, he's so funny. Yeah, he is. He's, he's hilarious. At first, at first, I was like, oh my god, this guy is like, too much. Like, it was, and then and then of course I got like some hate mail because everyone's like, oh my god, she's such a bitch. But I was like, no, I just I wasn't. I did. I just didn't know his background. Right, yeah, if you don't know what you're walking into. From Canada, but he and I actually really hit it off. And I said to him, "This was funny during the show. Yeah. My phone. I forgot to turn it off, so it dinged. It was like ding. And I looked, and I had a notification from Twitter from him. <laughs> so I go, I go. Oh, you just followed me on Twitter. And then I looked at his profile. And I was completely baffled. I was like, you have like 150,000 followers. <laughs> I have 10. He's very I popular. Wasn't, I wasn't even joking. I was like, how does that happen? And I was like, oh my God, like this guy's super famous. It's the power of the internet. <laughs> yeah, I can and remember I his videos. I know because I, I'm just getting into this whole social media club right now. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it all out. At some point, I'm going to hand it and let somebody else do it because it's it's a full-time job yeah we're we're kind of finding that out with this thing too trying to i mean we're we're full-time it can be yeah Yeah. and we're you know like i can't keep up like and then you know i say i'm gonna respond or you know or i've got linkedin twitter facebook (laughs) instagram and i can't keep up i was gonna say i need to keep track of them all this is and then now i'm doing the other show and then they want me to repost and do stuff. Sure. Like, oh my yep. God, this is like, yeah, I know. It's, it's a lot of work. We're actually, uh, we're actually bringing in somebody a little younger than us to kind of show us the ropes on social media because that's how bad we are. <laughs> so, that's, well, that's me. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm just a. Mine is so generic. I'm like, you know, I'm just learning. I don't know. I don't know how to use any of the cool stuff. Yeah. Like, well, where, that, they, that, where they point and these little boxes pop out. <laughs> right, yeah. How are they doing that? That's I, so cool. No I'm clue. Like, oh, God, I got to. I gotta hire somebody. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. So I, I reached out to my like, my I daughters. I know. I'm the same way. It's yeah. Yeah, it's hard. So my daughter's uh my daughter's friend is coming over and she's gonna walk through it with us. Yeah. To teach us the ins yeah. and outs. I know, they know all this, right? They're just like they're like TikTok geniuses. Just teach me something. Right. Are you are you there yet? Are you have you moved to TikTok yet? 
your tattoo. I have a TikTok. I tried to use it last night. <laughs> it's so stupid. The one that, and I don't know how to delete it. That's the worst. So I got to figure that out. Thank you for reminding me. I was, well, I was going to say your. How do you use this thing? And then we did one. I was with my cousin, and we did one, and I was like, "Oh, this is stupid," and I couldn't delete it. So I was like, <laughs> "Well, your." I was going to say your your tattoo dance would have been perfect for for TikTok. <laughs> The tattoo dance, the, the post-tattoo oh, yeah, dance, yeah. yeah. That would have been a perfect TikTok from what I'm told. Yeah. I don't know. I've never yeah, really... Yeah, the dancing ones are the most popular. Yeah. Everybody loves the dancing. Yeah, yeah. So and tell... all that, so, you know, he had, he had his whole fame and... Right. And, and all of that, so, yeah. So I had a very wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a really fun, wild ride. I, I've met a lot of people in my life. I'm really fortunate that I've been in proximity of some really cool people yeah and you're yeah you seem like you're never you're always going in a new direction yeah when i look you at know, your and now it's it's a little different now when i meet really cool people or i'm hanging out with somebody it's years later and i usually for some type of philanthropic some charity event or somebody wants me to be involved in sure you know it's I, i'm in a different it's a different world and I'm, I'm not it's so cool to be in a place now where mm-hmm. I'm not looking to get anything. Maybe yeah. that's my next one. I'll start dancing on TikTok. Tap dancing. <laughs> Tap dancing. That's it. We did. We did a bucket list episode, and he so talked. Who is your? So, what made you guys decide to be in podcasting? This what is. Was, what was the What was the reason or the? Well, we just uh, decided that we we thought we were funny when we, <laughs> you know, when we're when we're out. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, right? When when we're out for the night and uh, we get home late, late in the evening, and we're yeah, so we thought, well, let's just throw a microphone in front of us and record some of it and see what happens. So, we do we do a lot of road tripping and we yeah. spend time in the car and we're just we, we're laughing, to, making each other laugh, and yeah. uh, and then we threw so two funny guys. Well, so how many guests have you had? Um, we've had guests. A, Three or four times. We have a we have a good friend of ours who's a stand up comedian. Um, so he sat with us for a couple episodes. We have another funny friend. He's the yeah, funny one. He's the funny one. Yes, he's the funny one. Absolutely, we're, we're not. He's the funny he's, one. he's funny for 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 work. You know, he's professional for twenty five years. Yeah, Mike uh, Mike Merrifield is his name. So we had him on. He was he was gracious enough to come and talk to us. Yeah, um, we've <laughs> we have a, well another one coming up from. Uh, Another stand-up comedian, friend yeah, of mine. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we're, you guys have to have Frankie. And maybe Frankie. <laughs> I, you, I would you, love that. I don't know how we would ever get him. How, do you have his agent's he's, number? He's, he's so whack, a doodle man. He talks about crazy stuff. Like he's like really a conspiracy. He's like, oh, is he oh, really? It's gonna, it's gonna be really dark and gloomy on that day. And I'm like, how do you know that day specifically? <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got, uh, he's got crazy knowledge of of the weather system. That's for he sure. He Really does. Yeah. Yeah, he knows all the all the jargon for sure. So all right. Fine. Who who's who's a guest that you would like? Oh my God! If we could get that person, who would oh. that be? Oh Lord! Um, <laughs> I, I mean, there's if you want to you know if you want to shoot for the stars, I'm sure we would both love to have David Matthews from the Dave Matthews Band sit down with us. That would be yes, fantastic. That would be ideal. We are we are big. I think he's our client. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. Well, there it is. Yeah. Networking. This is networking. His, I'm pretty sure we do his life insurance. That's wow. All okay. right then. So so you're our hookup. Because <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't worked so far. 
Um, yeah. So that's where that's where a lot of our road trips are is going out of state to a Dave Matthews show, and then we, you know, Airbnb, and we we just have a good time. So Dave Matthews is like the so you follow him around. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. We're we're on our forty second show. Yeah. What? Of him? Yep. Of just him, which in the world is very minimal. Very minimal. But that's a big one for us. Um, but yeah, we we're, we're and we have a whole group of friends that we meet from all over the states. Yeah. You know, they fly in, they wow. drive over, we meet, we hang, you know, camp together, we get hotels together, and just make a. We just have a great weekend. You know, usually. So. The, um, my cousin Nancy, who I had dinner with last night, she's obsessed with Dave Matthews. Oh, really? Like obsessed. <laughs> she goes to all his concerts. So I'm just like cracking up when we're talking about this right now. Because <laughs> how serendipitous! Because I had dinner with her. And, yep. And she's obsessed. Like, she gets I it. She. I think she went to three concerts in a row. Like. Yep. That's. The last time he was. Yeah. Or something. I'm like, really? I don't get it. But I like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I like, you know, his music, but I, I wouldn't go to 20 million concerts. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird obsession. It, it, it's it's, a, it's an obsession. A yeah, bit. it's a strange obsession. But, but it's one we share with a lot of people. So anyway. It's harmless. All right. Well, the first step is admitting. Yeah, right. We're there. <laughs> We're there. And we have I'm, a problem. That, well, that's yeah. for sure. We, but I'm not ready. Not that's ready. It. Not ready to give it that's up that's yet. It. So. Well, I, I feel like I'm turning the tables now. I'm interviewing you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect name, Wild Child, too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, I'm, I just wrote it down, so I'm going to start listening. There you go. Roger the Wild Child. Roger the Wild Child. Yeah, it's live every Sunday night on Facebook. Oh, it's live. Oh, okay. Yep. Wow. No so nets. Was, and I like that, too. Yeah. I love being off the cuff and yeah. goes, goes, you know? It's like. You bomb, you bomb. If you're great, you're great. <laughs> yeah. No editing. And it's just and it's and it's great practice, you know, because when things are live, it's a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds. All with it. We had some malfunctions. The very first, the, the I've only done two, but the one before last Sunday, we had a malfunction, and one of the hosts <laughs> got stuck in the green room and he couldn't get get on the thing, and so it's just me and the other guy, and I don't really know the other guy yet. Oh no. And so he's like, well, I guess it's our show tonight. I'm like, well, let's roll with it, you know? Here we go. I don't know what's going on, you know? Neither did he. <laughs> so you just, you just go. You just go on. Yeah, the, you, that's the nice thing with these things is it doesn't really matter. There's no. It doesn't. There's no rhyme or reason. You just talk and. There's no yeah. template or no one to say. You can take some really cool risks, take some chances, see what works, what doesn't work. Right. See what people were drawn to, what they liked, what they didn't like. You can, you can kind of tell when you post things how many views it gets and you can compare and you go, you know what, that subject really, that pulled in a little bit of a, that's what people want to hear right now. So when does the, when does the book come out? Nine months to a year. Nine months oh. to a year. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's, it's finished and now it's on a timeline of the rollout. Okay. I'm in the rollout phase and I didn't really, really, I didn't know anything, you know, I'm learning as I go with, yeah. with this book. Because I'm self-publishing. Okay. Oh, and big, so there's big. a whole timeline that that's involved. You know, I had a little bit experience with Hot Pink, but really, I kind of Karen really did all that. Okay. And so I didn't really wasn't really too involved with it. This time, I'm very involved because I don't want to give up any of the creative. I want it to be. Yeah, exactly right. How I want it because I learned my lesson with Hot Pink. Sure. 
And, but I didn't have the money back then either. You know, when I, when I look back, you know, if I would have had the money, I would have just done what I wanted to do. Right. I really was trying to get a book company to, to publish it and, and, and do it the way I, I wanted to do it. So now it's different. I'm, I'm self-publishing my book. Big task. And so, yeah, so I can keep control of how I want it to look and the message that I think I want to have come across. And, and this is a... when you give up, when you give up that, that privilege, then things can shift. And I, I, I kind of like the path I'm on. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll, just, we'll just stay on it. So yeah, it's nine to 12 months. Okay. And, okay. The, and the book yeah. is a memoir, correct? The, the, the book is a memoir, kind of a, your life story, and it's a it's a, it's 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 kind of a memoir. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying it's a memoir. It's 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 not completely factual because it's really hard for me to oh yeah remember dates and specific things. Like I said, like I could have this whole Mickey Rourke commercial story wrong, but that's my recollection. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They could, the producers could come back to me and go, no, that's not at all. You were the da-da-da. Or the, I don't know. I'm just giving you an example. Sure. Absolutely. To try to remember things from the 80s is really difficult. I, I hear you. I, so I, to people ask me, is there anything you can tell people? I say, write everything down. Yeah. Write it down. Because I really wish I would have kept, even if I would have just kept just a timeline. Yeah. Because it's really hard. Like, oh, did I do that or did I do that first? Or, Absolutely, yeah. You know, and you forget. the. And as you get older, and it's funny because I remember, like, uh, people would, like, when I was in my 20s and people in their 50s and 60s would say, I'm losing my memory. I can't remember right. anything. And I'm like, oh, God, that's never going to happen. Because <laughs> I had this memory, like, I remembered everything. I would remember what you were wearing when I met you 10 years later. And so now I'm in my 50s and I'm like, Holy shit, that's happening! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm like, wait, what? What was I just thinking about? Oh yeah, what was I just doing? Oh yeah, yep. you know. And yeah. I'm like, holy moly, it's happening. Yeah, walking into the room and not having no idea why you're there. Quick. Yeah. Not as quick. Yeah. Well, we're finding that out yeah. too when we're. I have to go to brain camp. <laughs> you need to go to brain camp, brain school, or something. Right. Oh, I wish I so could. Yeah. Figure know, out how to do exercises for your brain. Yeah, build the muscles back up, absolutely. Yep. And remember all the stories from the 80s, because that was a great time. That was a fun time. I love the 80s. I, I love the 80s. Music. So if you're not into Dave, what is your what what is your favorite band? What's my favorite what? Band, if you're not into Dave Matthews, as much as we are. <laughs> I actually really like Dave Matthews' music. Sure, um, sure. What I don't have a favorite band. This is interesting. People ask me this all the time. Yeah. I don't have a favorite band. I'm really, it's funny, my taste in music is all over the board. I, there's days where I just want to listen to soundtracks. Okay. Or I just want to listen to piano music, classical. Or I want to listen to rap. I yep. I like rap sometimes. Yep, sure. I like hip hop. And, but as far as a band, if I had or to art. choose, like if I was stuck uh-huh. on an island and they said, these are the three CDs Okay, for those of you that don't know, it's this. Remember? Right, remember? Right, back to that. So if I had three, I, I think I would probably take Tom Petty. Okay. The Rolling Stones. Trying to get a girl in there. Mm. What girl could I take? Janice. Uh, who? Janice Joplin. No. Pat Benatar? Not, not this. I don't, I don't know if I could listen to her 
Yeah. That much. Um, what girl band? The Go Go's. They just got in. I like the Pretenders, and I oh. like. Um, I guess Fleetwood Mac would have to be on my list. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac is oh. fantastic. Yeah. Three good ones right there. Yeah, the Pretenders. I think that was one of my first concerts. My very first concert was Donna Summer at, the, at the Greek Theater when I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. I saw Donna Summer, and then I saw. Rick Springfield, who I love. <laughs> Gotta have Jesse's girl. You know, I've seen him live, actually. And then, he what? I've seen him live. Yeah. So uh, yeah. He, he did a great show. This was like in 1982, I think I saw him. And then I saw The Pretenders. Yeah. She's amazing. She is. I really like her. Yeah, Chrissy Hine. Yeah. I really like her. Yeah. She's amazing. Love her. So I'm very odd. I have very... I love Journey. You know, I mean... <laughs> Oh, different moods, different types of music. Right? Yeah, that's the way I always look at it. Yeah, in high school I was so big on like Super Tramp and Sticks. Sure. Rush. Rush was great. Rush was great. Still are. I always thought the fun part of the '80s was every week there was a new. I had a new favorite band because every week there was a new <laughs> one-hit wonder. It was incredible, right? Yep. What's really fun is you know in my business now I we we insure a lot of musicians and. And so we got Boy George as a client. And I hung out with Boy, and I hung out with George, and I told him, I said, you don't understand. Like, in 1982, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, my God. Yeah. Do you really want to hurt me? He was like, that was the jam. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He just laughs. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He what... knows. He knows. But, yeah, he's making a big comeback. He's trying to make a big comeback. I think they're making a movie of his life. Oh, really? Oh, that would, actually would be very interesting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's had an interesting life. Oh, I bet. So, I bet. yeah, so I've been fortunate even in the business I'm in now to meet a lot of performers because we do their insurance. What, yeah. so what, have, what haven't you done that you want to do? What's your next step? What's your next goal? I have a few things that I really want to do travel-wise. I really want to – I need to go to Antarctica and Australia so that I can have said I've done all seven. Done all of them? Yeah. Okay. I've never been to Australia, and I have not done Antarctica. Okay. So those two are on my bucket list. And then I'm really into hiking. I like hiking adventures. Okay. So I really want to do Kilimanjaro. I love hiking adventures. Yeah. So, yeah, I did Peru. I did, you know, Machu Picchu. I did that back in 14 or 15 Oh, that's awesome. And so, yeah. So I like I like having a goal like that. Keeps you moving. Yeah. Yeah. I like adventure. I love traveling. I I actually really, my, my big bucket list dream right now mm-hmm. is to get an RV and do the entire United States and document the whole thing. Oh, that would be fantastic. And then make a documentary so people, anybody that wants to travel... I will say, don't go here, go here, <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't eat here, eat here, and just do a whole documentary on traveling in an RV. What fun. Throughout the whole, and see everything in the United States that I want to see. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, there's a lot like, to see. I really want to go to the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah. I want to go, I want to see the leaves change on the East Coast. I want to, you know what I mean? Like, I want to plan it out where I get to see all those things that are, you know, we sh- you should see. And I live here. It's funny, I've traveled so much out of the country, but I really haven't done a lot in the U.S. Oh, okay. Which, which is interesting yeah. to me. 
Yeah. So during during last year, I did. I went to Wyoming and did Yellowstone, and loved. Like I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I've yeah, it's done beautiful. This. And then went to the Grand Canyon. I had never been to the Grand Canyon. Okay. Yeah. I've never done the big parks in Utah. I lived in Park City, and I've never done Zion or Moab <laughs> or any of those places. Yeah. So that's that's a big bucket list thing is to just get in an RV and go and just do hiking adventures along the way and and then document it so that other people can do the same trip. And all the fun you'd have along the way. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And then you can do this in, from anywhere. Yeah, you can now. That's the nice thing yeah, about I this whole thing. You can set this up in an RV. Right. Oh, yeah. All you need is a little space all you need and you're set you need a lighting a microphone and a computer absolutely Done. it's yeah Boom. and internet so you just got to make sure when you park you have your internet and or you buy one of those things where you can right you can internet. you can make it happen absolutely absolutely we plan on yeah. we plan on taking her on the road uh, when we go out to washington we plan on uh, documenting that and doing shows from yeah. the road and where are you going in washington uh the gorge amphitheater in george washington it's a little little city is that near Spokane or Seattle? Um, it's closer to Seattle. It's near Yakima, I think, is the closest is. fairly Yakima. big city. Okay, because so, so. my family is from Moses Lake, Washington. Yeah, it's right. It's near there. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yep, that sounds familiar. Moses Lake. So it does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah. That, that's, that's where my all my dad's family was from Moses Lake, Washington. Oh wow. Okay. That's, such a small world. Yeah, right. It really is. Yeah. But yeah. I haven't been to Moses Lake, Washington since I was in high school. Might have changed a little bit. Yeah, it might have. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Awesome. All right. Well, you guys can all come on my journey. On yeah, let's. Com. We will. What's up? Go to my yeah, website pro- and, you know, follow me on Instagram. And it's fun. I'm having, like, it's kind of fun, you know, because Instagram is a really fun platform to show things from the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, you're, yeah, you're, uh, your social media is fun to watch for sure. So. Oh, cool. It really yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. I would I would suggest people follow. It's uh, I imagine you'll keep documenting the story as as yeah, you know as the book absolutely. is. And I'll be putting out snippets from the book and snippets from the website and. You know. Sure, sure, and more tattoo dancing. Okay. <laughs> Always dancing. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, I I want to thank you so much. Um, thank you. We thank are. You, you know. We're glad this worked out. Yeah, we are fledgling. So for us to get somebody, you know. With, <laughs> Somebody of your stature is uh we're 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 still in we're still in awe. So Hey, I'm in awe. Thank you. We no, appreciate you've, it. Um, so with gratitude. Anybody that lets me have an hour of their time, thank you so much. It was our pleasure. I would yeah, appreciate Absolutely. everything you did. And I just yeah. started thank following you, you on in, on Twitter right now. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I just requested you. <laughs> I'm not I, I do w- on our Instagram already, but Twitter right now. I would, but I'm not a Twitter guy. I gotta stay off that one. <laughs> oh that yeah, you didn't get a ding. I was like Maybe I'll get a ding. ding, ding, ding. Oh, Let's no. See. There we go. Make I can't... sure you follow the right Deborah Driggs. Sure looks like your picture. <laughs> it's sure there's spelling. Oh, it's... boy. Anyway. All right. Well, it'll get there. Again, thank you right. so much for your time. Thank you, guys. Everybody else, follow me on Twitter. Yeah, go. Yeah, promote, promote, promote. So come and join the fun. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot going on. All and, right, and check you out Sunday nights on Facebook. Well, no, no, I have eleven. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, there you go. You have eleven. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, check out the what the 
the the Wild Child show on Roger Sunday nights. Roger the Wild Child. Roger the Wild Child. Child Sunday nights on Facebook. That's it. All right. Perfect. Th- thank Bye, you. Guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, you, you have too. too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that was fantastic. That was awesome. Biggest. Well, I you know, I hate to say that. It doesn't matter. What? Oh, that was going to be the biggest star yet, but uh, I don't know. Mike's pretty pretty big. Pretty big. He's kind of a big deal. Oh, I'm mean, yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't want to say. She's definitely hotter than Mike Merrifield, though. <laughs> She's hotter than Mike. Sorry, Mike. She is a little bit hotter than you. Yes. I mean, I would rather look at her on the Zoom screen than Mike, but, well, you know, that's Depends just, on the mood. Depends on my mood. It's just my personal preference. Yeah, depends on the mood. Just yeah, saying. You never know. I'm just saying. Anyway. We yeah. can give it a try. Either way, we, we, uh, we, we need to thank Deborah Driggs. Deborah Driggs, we got, we got lucky. Somehow we... Uh, Playmate 1990. Miss March 1990. Cover April 1990. The cover with Donnie on the cover. Yeah. Just look for Donnie, your former president. And she's in that one. She's she not is. on with him, but she's in that one. She is the... S- Wait, how does it go? She's a centerfold of that one. Oh, yeah. No, he's, yeah, he's the cover of Miss March when she's the centerfold. Correct. She is on the cover of April. Yes. So that's how it goes. That's how it goes. So she was yeah. gracious enough to, to, to give us an almost an hour and a half of, we'll say, yeah. hour and 15 minutes of our Friday night. Yeah, we spent this, a lot of time with her. Uh, just discussing your life. And, and I, uh, you know, I, I feel bad because we, we didn't really get to some of her newer stuff. You know, the aging is a full-time, or aging gracefully is a full-time job. That's true. Um, she's got a website that just launched, which we talked about a little bit. Um, she's got the book coming out, you know, and she's obviously, she's working... Do you know what the name of the book is? I don't think there's a title yet. I think she told us that. There's not a title yet. Um, okay. It's kind of a memoir, kind of a, but it's still in production. It's, uh, what'd she say, nearly, uh, nine about, in, about a year away, nine months to a year away. Nine months to a year away for um, the book. Yeah. Website's uh, going now, but, but not 100%, 90%, DebraDriggs.com, which she has her, Deborah's her blog. Yes. Um, what did she call it? You just heard it. I know. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I apologize. Deborah's Deborah's days. Den. Deborah's Den. Yeah, I knew it was something Den. Yep. So yeah, so she's got that going. Um, the blog will be coming onto the website. I know that I've been on the website. I know the website. There's links to some of her other. Not that I want you to go watch her on other podcasts, but um, there are links to her. It's a good interview. She has a good interview. She's and she's probably to say. yeah. And she and she'll be live tomorrow night on the Roger the Wild Child show. Roger the Wild Child Facebook Live. Yeah, so you can find her there. Um, course deborah driggs um facebook twitter instagram all of them yeah i think she yeah she's just yeah all of her social media is just her name um go follow nothing fancy yeah go follow her she's uh she's up and yeah she's she's up and coming well not, i don't want to say up and coming with the social uh, social media with stuff. The, yeah her social media stuff is up and coming and uh obviously with the book on the horizon she's she's promoting and, and trying to get the word out and uh the book is, you know, like like she said, memoir and 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 a ins- inspirational, motivational kind of thing. You know, she she uh, went from playmate to I think you know, I mean, kind of petered a little bit. Now she's back on on her game, and you know, she's, movies under credit. Yeah, so top of her game in the insurance industry, and uh, yeah, did real, yeah, everything was. Uh, she she had to go get. She had to. She wanted it. She had to go get it. Yeah, she's busted her ass for everything she's got. She's she's certainly motivational. And so for her to give uh, two schmucks like us in Wisconsin, uh, one, one, one schmuck and me. Well, thanks for being one schmuck and me. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Hmm. One schmuck. One schmuck and me. Maybe we should have just named this thing that one schmuck and me. 
But we didn't. We named it Cocktails with Dimples in the Beard. So go follow us. Hey, we have a brand new YouTube channel. Obviously. Yeah. Moving up. Yeah. So look for some videos. I know we had a highlight moment earlier tonight that I will uh, crop and get out there onto the old YouTube channel. Um, Because apparently I don't know what pink lemonade concentrate means. (laughs) But that's okay. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. Every day is a new lesson. So it is not to run this thing any longer because nope. the, the interview was was plenty long enough. You don't need to listen to one schmuck and me talk about you know, our own nonsense. <laughs> Somebody's high on themselves tonight. High on myself every night. <laughs> Got to love yourself before anybody else will love you. I do love myself. So there you go. I well, prove it to myself all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your hands on top of the table, please. My studio. Like what I want <laughs> in the studio. All right. Anyway, so yes, once again, thank you, Miss Deborah Driggs. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we look forward to hopefully. I did. I did mention the possibility. Uh, not on. Not during the interview, but I've talked to her a little bit about the possibility of coming back when the book is closer and she or released. She'll be out. Of, she said sure. So we will try and work that out and hopefully get her back. Uh, oh yeah, around the maybe we'll fly out to California and around the release and of the interview book. in person. Okay. With our budget. Okay. I think um, we got a year. I think we're gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to hire an accountant. No, I'm. Yeah, I think I overspend the budget more than you do. So <laughs> that reminds me, I did a little more advertising. And we're out of here. Uh, on that note, <laughs> look for us. Uh, look for us on all of them. Uh, Anchor, uh, Spotify, Google, all the months. Oh. Um, if you the if, podcast, the actual podcast. Yeah, we're not, not just the Facebook Live shit that yeah, we do. Yeah, we're not just Facebook Live people. We actually put out a podcast um, on the YouTube channel. If you go check it out and you watch some videos, please do us a favor and hit the subscribe button and like. Yeah, that way you will you will get notifications when we put new videos out there, and it will you will. it will help us out. So, Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Here's cheers to once uh, again for a successful su- interview. Successful interview. Love you, brother. Love you too. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.